We get into the 2023 calendar, and we are going to visit with the uh, Dort football staff, a couple of the uh, coaching staff members here as uh, we... We're going to talk recruiting. Uh, What was it? Two or three weeks ago, we released the list of uh, 27 student-athletes, and I think uh, before that day was over, it grew to 28, actually. And, well, that one goes, that one that came in late goes into the hopper for the next time around whenever we uh, get to a point where we feel like we've got another substantial list to release. And uh, I'm joined by head football coach Joel Penner and also by recruiting coordinator Brandon McCormick, and I'm going to start with you, Brandon. Uh, first off, um, recruiting coordinator. That's one of the several titles that you hold within the football program. I want to ask specifically on that. Very simply, what does that mean that you're the recruiting coordinator for the Dort University football program? Yeah, Mike, thanks for having me on. Um, I would say the recruiting coordinator, you know, recruiting is the lifeblood of a program. And uh, when I'm the recruiting coordinator, I really view myself as kind of the overseer of our staff, of ensuring that um, we are in alignment. First and foremost, I think what's really made things go is we don't individually work in silos. Uh, We have a vision and a mission that comes from Dort University down through the Defender Way, down through Coach Penner, and then distributed throughout our staff of how are we going to spend really what is for us a a 10-month journey to put a class together and so really I view my job as educating um, the other coaches on staff setting deadlines holding standards and really just being um, a consultant to them in some ways of because I want you to recruit authentically to yourself Joe Kenny should recruit Taylor Roloff should recruit however um, they see fit um that authentically fits them and I am just kind of the one who is really building the deadlines and the timeline and the process behind how we're going to do that. You ha- Do you still have a recruiting territory? I, I, well, let's back it up. Do you split into territories geographically for coaches? Do you do it by position? What what happens there? So we do the geographic territories where everybody has their respective territory and they're going to build relationships with high school coaches and, and really learn and be an expert in that area. And then as you um, – work through your territory, we begin to build relationships with position coaches. But we are a geographic recruiting, and then I still have territories as the recruiting coordinator, um, which is central Iowa, um, a couple local schools, and then Minnesota and Wisconsin are really my primary territories. Okay, so Joel, you're the head coach. You, You have Brandon who's overseeing recruiting. What's your role in this process? Well, I just sit back and watch it happen. I'm sure you and, do, and, yeah. You know, I just <laughs> praise him when it goes well, and I yell at him when it goes bad. No. Um, my my role is more big picture. Um, I I meet with Brandon a lot. We do a lot of planning. We think about the you know, all, all types of things from how do we how are we marketing ourselves? How are we using social media? What's our messaging? Um, how do camps play into um, you know, the recruiting effort, you know, what are, what are markets we need to be looking at? Um, what are the needs on our roster? You know, there's a lot of decisions to be made when we, when we go out and, and bring in a class and we plan out what we're looking for in a class. And so Brandon and I spent a lot of time together planning that out. Um, I would say, um, uh, my biggest role in, in recruiting is there's going to be a, 
obviously a, a group of guys that um, when we get closer to signing day, when we get into the fall, you know, through through camp season in the summer and into the fall, um, <clears throat> there's a list of guys that probably are, are my main guys that I'm going to be focused on. And, you know, as the head coach and the quarterback's coach, I, all, I, I do pay a lot of attention to the quarterback position in recruiting. Um, but then also just positions where it's time for the head coach to kind of step in here. Um, once they're on campus, I have a, a large role um, in, you know, uh, helping with their visit. Um, Brandon handles a lot of the mechanics of the visit along with our fabulous admission staff. But um, I, I'm delivering the message. I'm working out offers. Um, and then I do a lot of home visits. I do a lot of Zooms. Um, I do a lot of offers. Um, you know, one thing that's unique about our recruiting approach, Mike, is that we don't email offers or we don't DM offers out when we watch a film. We, we've done the hard work of getting to know a kid and really finding out, is this the kind of guy we want in our program? And so that, that just takes a lot of work on our staff. And, um, I mean, I'm involved in a lot of that, um, if it's a defensive lineman, I might have Coach Kenny, who coaches that position, and myself on the Zoom call, because I want to I want to know what his family's like, and we're we're going to have his family be involved in that. You know, there there's recruits in Nebraska. There was recruits this year in Utah and Washington, and I I got on a plane and went out and saw them. And we don't do as much of that anymore that we used to, but um, wherever there's a specific need um, that we think the the head coach touch is right, um, then I, I like to jump in and be involved with that. For Brandon, 27 athletes assigned a few weeks ago back at the end of 2022. How big was the funnel to begin with to get 27 athletes? Yeah, I would imagine the funnel was probably between five and 10,000 kids that we started looking at last February, March, and April. And when you say start looking at, these are student athletes, these are high school athletes who send you information? Are you, how, much, how much is the first communication, the athlete reaching out to you, and how much is the first communication, I guess, you reaching out to a specific athlete? I would say around 90% of the time, we're the ones reaching out and initiating the conversation. And how do you get that information? Um, we really believe in utilizing the high school coach. Um, that is um, where we think everything starts because the high school coach is the best uh, representation, uh, representative of who their athletes are and advocate for them. And so we email. Um, we always start with our backyard. And we work out. We're going to start with Sioux County. And then we're going to work out to the rest of the state of Iowa. And then we're going to do what we call regional, which is the states that touch us. And we are able to um, email all of those high school coaches. Uh, and they send back some version of a list, a Word document, an Excel document, that has the rising seniors, which is the, the juniors for that spring semester, of really – if they would kind of fit us athletically, we have to do the work of really finding that faith component fit. Um, but we can get kind of the baseline of their contact information. And then we are able to go to work and evaluate the film and see if they would fit us. And then usually um, there's academic information in there as well, which is obviously really important to us. And so start there. 
We use some other services, but I would say clear head and shoulders above everything else is we're going to reach out to the high school coaches. And then there are a few questionnaires that come in from prospective athletes, and we're going to always vet those because anybody who reaches out to us, that's showing initiative on their part, and we're very excited about that. And uh, But we're going we're gonna to spend a lot of time um, combing through our territories to make sure that we don't miss a guy. What have you learned through the recruiting process, Joel? I mean, you've done this several seasons. What are some things you wished you knew early on in your career that you now know and may have had to learn the hard way? I think, uh, you, number one, 22 years of doing this, I've lost a lot more recruits than I've signed. All right. And that's, I, I suppose if you look at it from like a sales background, um, that's, that's going to be the reality of it. And so, yeah, you're going to hear no a lot more than you're going to hear yes. But Is that hard? Yeah, it's hard. Um, I, I think it's hard, especially the way we do it, because our recruiting, I think the, the edge that we have in recruiting is I, I just don't believe anyone out relationships our staff. Um, we are not a saw you on Twitter, here's an offer, you have, you have a week to decide, come on a visit staff i mean we're in living rooms we're uh like i said on zooms we're 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 texting you all summer we're 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 going to the camps you're at we're inviting you to our camp i mean we just really invest in these guys because we want to know who they are and we really want them to know who we are and so once you put in that work then yeah it's harder to to hear a no but i also the, the longer i do it um it becomes water off my back because you just kind of accept like we're not for everybody. And, and we know that um, I, I do think, and I, I'll maintain that what we're trying to do with football at Dort, number one, um, there's a niche that we serve better than anybody, but the niche doesn't exist at every high school. In other words, not every high school has somebody that fits that niche. And so um, successful recruiting for us is finding a, somebody who I think Number one, uh, has football talent. Everyone wants that, so we're not unique there. But someone who likes going to class, you know, we've been able to be a top five football program in the country for five years straight now when it comes to team GPA. Um, We recruit guys that are motivated academically. And then the third one would be uh, just the character, teammate, and faith fit. Um, We just see the, the university experience here uh, being so much more than just being on the football team. We want guys to thrive, and I think we have a better idea than ever what it takes to thrive here. And so um, once we find that guy, I mean, it's remarkable, Mike, how how high our hit rate is once we've done all that vetting and once we've built those relationships. I mean, the we were looking at the data the other day. I think our first 10 commits, I think um, eight of them are, are – Eight, yeah, eight of our first 10 commits were guys who were our earliest offers. Uh, in other words, they committed in the summer, in the fall, or you know, right around Thanksgiving because they, were, they went through the whole process. And they had already made the decision, hey, even if so-and-so offers me, it doesn't matter. I want to be at Dort. We're not, we're not looking at Dort as our backup option. This is the first school on my, on my school list. And um, so I, I've learned... I guess the the power of 
uh, relationship building, but it's a double-edged sword because you put a lot of time in and then mm-hmm. it may not work out. Um, so that's the first one that comes to mind. I think, um, I think that it's a little counterintuitive, but I'd say early in my career, I felt like I had to try to appeal to everybody. Mm. Um, and one thing I love about Dort university, and I really think I've followed the lead of, of guys like Brandon Huseman and our enrollment and Greg Van Dyke and, and, and even our president, when we talk about our institution, um, we're, we're not trying to, to brand ourselves as a school um, that appeals, uh, I don't know how to say it, um, so widely that we end up not really standing for anything. Hmm. What I appreciate about Dort is we set pretty clear parameters on who we are and who we're not. And we understand that that means we may not be as marketable. However, for the students, like I called, uh, like I said, the niche students, I mean, they, they love it here. They absolutely love it. And so just, just not being afraid to say, this is who we are. This is who we're not. We're not for everybody. But if you're about this, you're going to love it here. And I wish I had done that um, t- uh, in a tighter way earlier on in my career. Even though it's counterintuitive, um, having a tighter filter, I think, produces better results. We have that group that has signed Brandon, that has committed, um, not quite 30. Are, what, are, are, are you still working as a staff and recruiting? Because um, it seems like there are always gaps to fill in. Is the staff still working and recruiting at this point? Absolutely. Um, we think recruiting is really a year-round deal. Um, January is an important month for us. I think we're up to 31 commits as of this morning um, is where we're at with a few commitments um, over Christmas break. We are really looking to fill the gaps in a couple positions here in January and really fill out that roster. Um, You know, we have numbers that we want to have of what's a healthy number for the team for us to have a a good varsity and JV program and what's fair to the the young man of in certain position groups. And so some of those – groups we feel like we still need to add numbers to um, just because football is a physical game and there are injuries unfortunately that take place and um, and then we're always looking for premier talent in specific spots as well and so we will as a staff um, we'll actually meet tomorrow and we'll really kind of nail down exactly what we're looking at and how we want to see this finish. I believe signing day, it's the first Wednesday in February, which I think is the first or the second this year. And so really, we're 25 days away from really, you never close the book, but being 85 to 90% of the way done here in a month. And so we're really looking to fill in a couple of those positions of need to where when we look at the 2023 class, we feel really good about it. And then you take a little bit of time off and, uh, you know, which is usually a week, and then you begin sending those emails and starting to figure out those 2024s. Sure. Joel, we've talked about the recruiting piece in very general terms, I would say. What, let's talk about this class, the 31 commits thus far. What what can you tell me about this group um, in terms of uh, what are they, what are they, what's the potential for them to bring to this program? Yeah, and if I may, Mike, I want to go back to the last question and just add something to that before I answer. Um, 
you know, there are there are programs in the GPAC that are going to have rosters of 170 plus. Um, there's a program in another conference in the country with over 200 players. Yeah, I know. And it's clear when you look on the outside what what is the strategy there it's it is it is a it is a budget and it's a numbers thing mm-hmm. and the the kind of experience that those programs are offering uh, i just can't imagine it's a good one when when you've got that many and so one of the things i love about recruiting to dort is um maybe the first year when we were really low in numbers you know seven years ago when when i started we really were, were going for big classes it, it is not about quantity anymore um our locker room is full i have certain amount of lockers, I don't want to add any more lockers. Uh, I feel like we found a sweet spot with roster size, and so our retention is good. And so we've been able to bring in a class of 40 to 45, retain well, um, and uh, that takes a lot of pressure off of feeling like you're just recruiting a kid to be a number. And uh, certainly that fits with who Dort is, that, that we're number one in student engagement, partially because you're not just a number. And so um, – yeah, I think I think it's important to mention uh, we're really able to be picky in, in a lot of ways. So, all right, uh, forgive me. Your question. My question: what, what what can this group be for this program? I guess, yeah. and uh, what were the what are the needs that you were trying to fill this year? I guess. Yeah, it, it, everyone asks, what positions are you recruiting this year? Well, Everything. Yeah. We're always recruiting every <laughs> position, but certainly there are priorities and. I feel like last year's class was really, really loaded on guys that have their hand down, O-line, D-line types, and I'm ecstatic about um, guys on both sides, O-line and D-line. We we have signed more this year for O-line and D-line, but numerically we've put more emphasis on our back end, whether it's you know the backfield, the receiving core. Um, you know, uh, our linebacker group, we, we only brought in one linebacker last year. Mm-hmm. And so we've, we've been really intentional about, uh, bringing in quality, quality depth at linebacker. And so I think, um, positionally, you know, it's always every position, but we also had some emphasis. Um, we, we really wanted guys in this class every year. We just feel like we can continue to tighten the filter. Um, Guys who are world-class teammates, guys who are going to thrive in the in the faith-based environment that Dort is, and then guys who love the idea of of, of working out and being a great college football player. You know, um, one of the things that impresses me, I just I'm just going through my my mind of, of some of these kids. Like these are highly committed football guys. Um, they love the game. They know what it takes uh, to succeed. Um, we've got cousins and, and brother, little brothers coming into our program who saw their, their older sibling go through it. And that's always exciting too, because, um, they knew, you know, for, for the last four or five years, they've known what our program stands for, but, but it's a group that really loves the game. Um, and I think that's going to show up, uh, when they see the demands of what, what it takes to be a college football player. Joel Penner, Brandon McCormick. Thanks for stopping by and spending a few minutes talking about recruiting and uh, look forward to uh, compiling that list again for the uh, beginning of February. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it, Mike.